Why all network engineers need tequila with Tim Fiola, episode 89. Today, we are going to take a break, a much needed break. Before we burn out, before that burnout hits, we're going to talk about something totally off topic. We are actually going to talk about tequila, something I know nothing about. And my good friend, Tim Fiola, is going to help me understand what tequila is, what I should know, what I shouldn't know. This is going to be a fun show to break up our normal rhythm of network design and network engineering and network architecture content, our shows that we do normally. And hey, and maybe maybe we'll find a way to tie some network design concepts into this topic as well. If you decide to stick around, which you don't have to, I know it's totally off topic, but if you do decide to stick around and listen to this off topic show, I would love to hear your opinions and ideas of other off topic show content talk, uh, topics, <laughs> off topic show content topics, whatever. If you would like to see in the future, just, just let us know, right? Because again, we got to do things that are fun, off topic, break up the rhythm, break up the rhyme here. And honestly, we want to have fun right? We don't want to burn out. We want to have fun. So so let us know. I would love to hear your options and ideas. If you don't know anything about tequila and your first thought is it's another automation tool. Oh my God, we have another automation tool here. Well, this show is for you. Find out all about it in today in this episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast. Welcome back, my friends, nerds, geeks, and Ziglets out there. We have another episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast, where Zigabytes are faster than those gigabytes. We strive to provide real-world context around technology. Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope everyone is doing great. Zig Ziggy here, and welcome to episode 89 of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast. Once again, my name is Zig Ziga, and I am here to help you with network engineering, network design, and network architecture. And today, we are just taking a break. It's, this is not a network engineering focus show. It's not a network design focus show. And it's not a network architecture focus show. We are going off topic, ad hoc topic for free, for fun. We're going to talk about tequila and why do all network engineers need it. Hey, before we jump in, I want to let you know that I have opened up my network design course titled Designing Network Architectures and Ensuring Business Success. Once again, the purpose of this course is to make you the best network designer you can be. It's targeting everyone in this amazing networking industry, no matter if you're just starting out of college or high school, or if you're a 30-year veteran network engineer. This course is going to change your career and your life. Hey, if you're interested and want to hear more, go to zigbits.tech slash DNA. And until April 30th, 2021, use the discount code BESTNETWORKDESIGNER, one word, all caps, to save 10% at checkout. If you have any questions whatsoever, you can reach out to me on Discord or email me at zig at zigbits.tech. Hey, Tim, thanks for joining us today. Once again, you're back on the show. I really appreciate it. How are you doing today, buddy? Zig, it's been a day, but I'm here and uh, I'm excited to talk about today's topic. That That's awesome, right? So um, we have a very different show today. <laughs> so, uh, And hopefully people realize the title of the show as, as this gets published. Uh, but first off, before I get there, um, this is going to get published a little after, uh, probably a month after Cisco Live this year. But today's Cisco Live, a lot's going on. And you know what? I think it's great that we're going to get together here um, at the end of the day and really just kind of talk about something. Take a break. Uh, take a break and just talk about something a little fun, a little entertaining. Um, and it's not, it's not stressful, right? It's, it's a stress reliever. It's a, it's a totally different concept than, than what we would normally talk about. Uh, and maybe I'll just let you set the stage, Tim. How about that? 
Well, yeah. So there's anyone who knows me, there's a few things I really love to talk about. One is network automation, where I can nerd out on. Uh, the other one is tequila, which, uh, which I absolutely love. And I understand tequila gets a very bad rap, very bad rap due to a gentleman named Jose Cuervo and their terrible tequila they put out under the gold label. So I'd like to talk about that today and uh, some, some better uh, classes of tequila from Jose Cuervo and uh, just educate people on why tequila is awesome and why it's unique in that it is, well, I'll just say I've not had a tequila hangover yet. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. So that's great. Uh, so just to, you know, um, let everyone know, this is not going to be your normal, your normal ZigBits network design podcast episode today. So we're going to be talking about tequila. It's not a automation tool. It's not a software plugin. We're really going to talk about tequila today. So it's totally off topic. Um, and we're just going to have fun. We're going to have a little fun that's not technical. All right. So if that's for you, then great. Keep listening um, and enjoy the show. If it's something that you don't want to listen to, by all means, stop listening, go to the next episode. But uh, we're going to talk about tequila. That's what we're going to talk about. So I told Tim at the beginning, uh, before we started, before we hit that record button, I know nothing, nothing about tequila. I am a scotch guy, whiskey guy. And um, I've, I've had tequila in the past. Um, I probably didn't have uh, any good kind of tequila, and you're, you'll go through some of those, I'm sure. Um, but I've always been a big Scotch fan and, and a big whiskey fan um, for years. So, Zig, let me ask you a quick question here. Um, when was the first time you had tequila? Oh man, you're gonna. I'm gonna be dating myself a little bit. It's probably back when well, I was in, yeah. in the military in the Marine Corps. So, okay. <laughs> when was the last time you had tequila? Uh, probably about the same time frame, you know, I mean, I don't think I've had it mm, anytime recent. No. So. Okay. All right. Tragically with, with a lot of people, they share your story. They try tequila and it's their first and last time. And when tequila comes up in conversation, they, they tell you about the wicked hangover they had. And, uh, one thing, if you take anything away from today's podcast is there's a way to there's a type of tequila to drink where you will not get hangovers, or if you happen to, it'll be greatly reduced. Tequila has some unique properties that can, um, <clears throat> that can assist in that. And call it consequence-free drinking the next morning, perhaps. Oh, oh hey. Hey, <laughs> we all like that, right? You know. So let's let's get into it a little bit. Uh, so let, what is tequila? Really? Let's talk about that. What is tequila? Yeah, so te tequila is a product of origin. Uh, which means it must be made in a certain part of the world. Um, and the part of the world tequila must be made in is uh, the state of uh, Jalisco in Mexico. Um, it must be, well, the Mexican government says tequila must be 35 to 55% agave alcohol. Um, in the United States, in order to be sold as tequila, it must be 40% alcohol or above. Tequila is made from a plant called the blue agave plant. And that is grown, turns out, uh, in the lands in and around the state of Jalisco, Mexico. So tequila has got to be agave alcohol. In the U.S., it must be at least 40% alcohol. Wow. So it's it's got a lot of alcohol in it. And you have actually specific requirements to make it tequila. So that's interesting. I had no idea. Um, and it's from Mexico. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. You know, it's it's a it's got special rights around the origin. So to be tequila, it's got to be made into the state of Jalisco. 
otherwise, you'll sometimes see if they produce te tequila locally, like in your town in the United States somewhere, perhaps, they'll call it agave spirits, oh. um, <clears throat> which is uh, going to be about the same thing, but it can't be called tequila unless it's from that certain region of Mexico. And since you brought up scotch, yeah. I'd like to contrast tequila and I'll call it the brown liquors, which I know almost nothing about. Like you got tequila, bourbon. I mean, sorry, you got bourbon, scotch. Um, I mean, I don't know, is rum a brown? Anyway, uh, you have all those other ones. Um, so there's there's some huge differences between tequila and the brown liquors. Um, the first one is uh, the brown liquors and uh, other a lot of other fine liquors are made from crops like corn or grapes or something else that grows really quickly. Um, and th those brown liquors they get their they get their flavor from the barrels they're aged in primarily. A little bit from the crop, perhaps, but primarily from the barrels they're aged in, because a lot of them are aged, you know, years and years and years to get the character and complexity that people, you know, appreciate them for. Exactly. Yep. Um, in contrast, now, so tequila gets its flavor uh, primarily from the blue agave plant. Now, this plant is really cool because it's got an eight plus year maturation process. So instead of getting its character from the barrels, it gets its character from eight years of maturing there um, on the Mexican, in the Mexican, you know, desert, maybe on the high plains, maybe on the valleys. But if you just think about it, uh, you know, the environment's effect on the plant uh, over that eight plus year span, the cool nights, the really hot days, the rich volcanic soil that's, that's in the region. Um, this is called terroir and it's, Really, it's the physical uh, expression of the environment from the plant. All the, that eight year plus maturation process shapes the plant, shapes the plant's flavor. Uh, so instead of sitting in a barrel for eight or nine years, tequila uh, will get a lot of its flavor from the maturation of that agave plant. See, that's interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask some questions, right? So I want to make sure I make I get this clear because I know nothing, right? I know nothing, and I'm trying to put some corresponding um, analogies or, or finding finding my own perspective, right? So this plant, um, wherever it is, it's gonna have different tastes, different flavors, like this is whatever's around it, right? That that's the whole point. So it could be in any of these locations, and based on the humidity or the um, the 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 water levels, the the um, the other things around it. I don't even know what you mentioned, if it's too cold or too hot. I mean, there's a whole bunch of characteristics there. So this could be a lot of different tastes, like a lot of different flavors and kinds. And and it sounds like it can be like really never-ending. Yeah, the, the the blue agave plant has has a lot of complex flavors, even if the tequila hasn't sat in a barrel for very long. And it's because of this, this terroir, this this expression of the environment in the plant. Um, so that's why tequila is, one of the reasons why tequila is very unique among liquors is that it doesn't have to get all of its, a lot of its flavor from the barrel. By its nature, it's gonna get a lot of its flavor from the blue agave plant and the maturation process we just talked about. So, so um, but then it goes into a barrel. How long does it go into the barrel for? Um, yeah, so let's, 
let's let's uh, talk about that a little bit. Okay. There's that has to do with the, the classes of tequila. Um, there's I'll call them four classes, although one of them I'm going to clearly give a big frowny face to, and I think you'll know which one that is coming up here. Uh, the first one is uh, it's called some it's called blanco or plata or silver. Um, that is going to after it's created, it's going to sit in in perhaps it's going to be bottled right away or stored in neutral barrels for less than two months. And again, that barrel is going to be neutral. It's going to be either stainless steel or a very neutral oak barrel. Uh, and the point there is you're not, you're not imparting a lot of flavor from the barrel onto the spirit. You're just going to let the spirit speak for itself. In this, in, so this classic tequila, the Blanco, Plata, Silver, uh, that's going to be a, a very pure expression of the, of the agave flavor. Very pure. So, so I got a question, right? I'm just curious. Um, before we get into the barrels, though, right? Like, how many, roughly, maybe you don't know, I'm going to ask this question, though. How many of these plants does it make? How many plants is required to make one bottle of tequila? You know, I don't, ha- I don't have that exact, um, I don't have that exact measure, although a lot of it does depend on how the tequila is produced. Okay. Is it artisanal? Is it industrial? That has a huge impact on it, and we can we can talk a bit more about that uh, as we go along. Yeah, I was um, I was only asking because yeah. like we ju- we just talked about, and I, I'm going to pronounce these words horribly wrong because I'm bad at that, right? I have to read it and read it and read it. But you, the the terror is that what you said? Terror? Terroir. 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 See, I, I was like, I knew you were going to, like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. He's like, totally wrong. Uh, and I'm going to try again. Terror. No, probably Terror. wrong. Damn. Yeah, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> um, so, no, you're wrong. Um, you know, we're talking about the location, right? Location and all the things that go in with whatever location it's in. But, like, if you only have 10 or 20 or even 100 of those plants in that one location. I mean, you have a very limited supply that's going to have the same flavors and same taste, right? Um, that's kind of where I was thinking going to. I don't know how big this plant is. Um, I was just thinking the implications of if you have a small crop of it, then you're going to have not a lot of that same specific flavor. Yeah, they have they have massive – I mean, when they – they have massive uh, – you know, uh, farms. Ah, uh, yeah, that, of course they do, right? Uh, <laughs> and and uh, plantations where they grow these these agave plants, and um, the the agave, the the piña, the the head of the agave. That's, I mean, that can be you know wider than your chest. What? Uh, I mean, it's it's around. It's it. They can get huge. They wow, can get so really, like as big really as a big. person. Uh, not not quite as big as your. I don't know. As not as big as a person, but very very wide. Like wider than you know wider than your chest easily. Wow. Easily, but it's when tall. You, when you see them. Like is it like uh, a? Uh, well, it's the the head itself is round. Think of a big think of a basketball on steroids. It's oh, it's wow. rather round in shape. Uh, yeah, they sometimes on the commercials you'll see them like cutting the agave the 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 leaves off of the agave uh, pina the head. Um, it's it's just kind of like a big big basketball. That, what that's awesome. Like. I I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking like this dainty little flower. Like I'm thinking like a like a rose or or a a tulip or something. And I'm like, we got like a hundred of these. There's not that many. We're gonna we only have like one one barrel this season, right? Like yeah. that, that's <laughs> we're only gonna make like a thousand dollars or whatever. I'm like, wow, this is this is a really bad market. But so all right, I'm tracking. Um, let's go. Let's keep going. Okay, sure. Um, uh, you know the the next class of tequila is uh, reposado. And reposado means uh, it means rested in, in Spanish. Uh, so this is aged a minimum of two months 
but less than a year in oak barrels. So, so the Reposado, it's one of my personal favorites. And typically when people hate tequila, quote unquote, hate tequila, I, I will give them a nice Reposado and to, to try and win them over. And oftentimes that, that does. So a Reposado, because it's been aged in a barrel a bit, it's, it's got a greatly reduced, I call it initial uh, agave bite. Um, in, the, in the Blancos, that agave is going to pop out at you real quick and leave a long tail of flavor, of complex flavor afterwards. Reposado, it's, it's going to be a little bit more mellow initially, and then you'll, you'll, then you'll get a long tail of flavor um, with the Reposados as well. Uh, the big difference is it's getting a little more character from the barrel, not a lot, but the agave can still express itself very well, and you don't have that initial agave, I, say, I call it a bite. Um, and because it's been in a barrel, you'll get start to get hints of caramel and vanilla flavors along with uh, maybe some smokiness okay. um, in there. Um, okay. And uh, we'll talk about, the next one is um, Añejo. Um, and then we'll also talk about extra Añejo. Okay. So Añejo is aged from one to three years in a, in a smaller oak barrel. So at this point, it starts to get a lot more character and flavor from the barrel. Um, there's still some agave flavor in the profile, but it's starting to be crowded out a bit by the, by the barrel imparting its characteristics onto it. Uh, these añejos will have he heavy caramel and vanilla flavors, typically. Um, and then the extra añejo, is, that's aged a minimum of three years in oak barrels. So the extra añejos, depending on how long it's in the barrel, you might not even get a whole lot of the agave flavor anymore oh. in that tequila. You're gonna, it's going to start to taste a lot more like uh, a scotch oh, okay. or a, a whiskey. There's going to be a lot of complexity to it, but it's going to be, be complexity from the barrel, less from the agave plant. It's almost like the barrel is um, overriding the, the agave plant and the, the flavors yeah. from it and, and the taste from it, right? So, I mean, the one thing I want to say is like you mentioned the, the smokiness with the repos reposado. Is that how you pronounce it? Because again, I'm reposado. I'm, yeah. Reposado. That's, I like the smokiness. Like that, I like the smokiness in like the, the scotch and the whiskeys. So for me, I think that's probably, I got to try that. So I'm going to, Take that as a, as a follow-on item. To, to yeah. <laughs> next time I make a trip, I'm going to see if I can find a Reposado um, and, and give it a try because that's what I like is that smokiness, that kind of like um, – I don't know how to explain it. It's smoky. That's that's what it is. It's yeah. smokiness. And and since you brought it up, the Añejo and Extra Añejos will also oh, have they will? even more pronounced. Yeah. Okay. The, the Reposado is where you start to kind of get the smokiness, where you start to – you know, maybe. It depends really on on the, the production process and, okay. and stuff like that. But you, you can start to – to get more of a smokiness there. And by the way, since you like uh, smokiness, we'll talk about mezcal at the end. Okay. And why that's awesome and how to enjoy mezcal. <laughs> um, okay. So, so far thing, we've covered, go ahead. One thing I want to, is we covered a couple, right? We coupled, I think, five different kinds real quick, right? And I just want to, so we covered one, which was kind of Blanco, Plata, and Silver, if I'm pronouncing them right. And then two was Oro and Mixto. We haven't covered that one yet. We I didn't was saving cover that one. That one. Oh, that, I thought we did. See, see, yeah, I, was, no, I thought we no. did. Okay, go ahead. No, I, uh, I, I, I pulled a, a fast one there. So I saved this one for the end to give it a big frowny face. <laughs> big so frowny face. unlike unlike the other four classes we've talked about, uh, Oro or Mixto sometimes, uh, unlike the other classes, this is not 100% agave tequila, 100% agave alcohol. It's not 100% agave. What it is, it's an unaged silver tequila 
that can be flavored with caramel coloring, oak extract, glycerin, sugar syrup, whatever. And the whatever is what's going to kill you and why so many people stop drinking tequila after they've had Jose Cuervo Gold, for example, <laughs> or another cheap mixto. It is the cheapest tequila. Um, mixto must be uh, 51% uh, agave alcohol. The rest of the alcohol in the 40%, the rest of the alcohol can come from other sources like sugarcane or whatever. And that's one of the reasons that along with the caramel coloring, oak extract, glycerin is why it is so prone to give people hangovers because you're already mixing alcohols right out of the gate with this Oro yeah. or Mixto. You're already doing that out of the gate. So, so you're, you have no chance. So the lesson learned here is that you get what you pay for. That's, that's what I'm uh, hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is true, but I will also say that if you're looking, you know, in the, in the lower tier, you know, the called a lower price tier and maybe the $20 price tier, you can still get a very nice silver or even Reposado tequila. That's hundred percent, hundred percent agave alcohol. Um, and, and the hangover will be, I mean, okay. I'm basing this a lot on my experience, but <laughs> like I say, I haven't, haven't had one yet. Um, unlike the Oro and Mixto, which was the first kind I had as well. And you had a wicked hangover the next day, just wicked. So this Oro and Mixto is stay away from that. Uh, stay oh, away yeah. from that. Lesson learned, yep. right? And, and yep. real quick, I, we, we probably should have said this from the get-go. For everyone that's listening, if you are still listening on this, because again, it's totally off topic, make sure you're drinking responsibly, right? Like, like <laughs> let's just yes. throw that out there right now, right? We Make sure you're of age and you're drinking responsibly and, and treat it responsibly and, and make actions. Again, I'm going to say the word again, responsibly. There. All right. Go ahead. Tim. Right. Sorry. Right. We're, we're adults here. We, we can make the choices, but everyone's got these times where you're like, man, I just need to have a few drinks and just chill out. Well, this is a way to do it without a hangover the next morning. And you might even feel better for having drank it. Ooh. At least that's my experience. So um, yeah, it's, those, are the, those are the five classes of tequila. Obviously the, the mixto is the one you don't want. Uh, any tequila you drink should say 100% agave on the bottle. Okay. If it but doesn't, it's a mixto. So those other four, though, all were 100% agave alcohol. Yeah. It's just the one, which is probably the one that everyone sees the most because it's the cheapest, right? Yes. It's the cheapest, and so most people see it. They're like, oh, it's 20 bucks or 15 bucks or $10, whatever it is, right? Um, and they grab it. Um, so so out of these ones so far, which one – the other four seem like they're good options. Which one would you choose? So yeah, let's let's talk about that a second. With the añejo and extra añejo, because they spend so much time in the barrel, um, that introduces uh, impurities is the wrong word, but it introduces things that aren't agave alcohol, and because of that, they start to act like the brown liquors as far as hangovers and whatnot. Mm. Now these are typically sipping tequilas, the añejos, extra añejos. So you shouldn't really go crazy sipping them. I mean, it's hard to sip yourself into oblivion, but uh, you know, it's, you just, you don't want to drink those too heavily. Um, the Reposado is what I really like, uh, or, or even the Blanco. It just depends what the, what the use case is, but they're, they're great, both great in, they're both great in margaritas, properly made, and they're both great as shots, or even the Reposado. Some of them you can just sip and just enjoy it a lot. Hmm. All right. See, that's, I like to sip scotch so and whiskeys. I don't usually do any mixed drinks. And so for me personally, um, I like to do like just 
if I'm doing Jack or whatever it might be, I, I'm usually just sipping it, right? I'm not usually mixing it with anything else. Um, same thing with scotch. I don't usually mix anything with with what I drink. So, um, yeah. Not that everyone needed to know that, I guess. But that's yeah. If, <laughs> if you find me, we're drinking. Now you know what I drink, I guess. So there you go. <laughs> Buy him a drink. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So um, I'd like to just cover also just how tequila is made, how tequila is properly made. Um, you know, very good tequilas. Uh, you know, uh, there with everything, there's a spectrum, and to an extent, you get what you pay for. And I, I will say that all these. All those four classes we like, those are all very good options. Within that, there's different price points, obviously. Uh, the, the, what are you paying for when you buy a bottle of $60 tequila versus a bottle of $20 tequila? Uh, you're, you know, with a $60 bottle and up, you're, you're paying for uh, an artisanal production process that involves smaller batches. Um, the, the agave plant piñas are cooked with slow with low heat. Think like, you know, uh, pulled pork or pulled chicken where it's just cold, cooked slow with low heat. It just got to, it gets a good flavor. Um, and they're, they're often cooked in earthen pits or brick ovens, which can start to add some, some smokiness to it. Um, then, you know, in a, in a really artisanal process, the piñas, those heads will be crushed by a large stone tahona. It's got, it's like a big stone wheel that weighs about a couple tons. And that will, uh, doing that Tohona crushing with the Tohona versus, versus in an industrial process, will it'll release more sugars that the yeast can get to. Uh, it doesn't break up the, the fiber of the, the plant as much. So you, know, you can add those fibers into the fermentation where yeast can get to more of the sugars. Um, uh, you know, unlike a roller, a production industrial roller mill, which can break the agave fibers, and that can decrease the amount of good alcohol and increase, call it non-desirable alcohols. Um, so you're, you're, you know, with a, with a higher end tequila, you're paying for a more pure agave alcohol. Um, and again, an, an, an artisanal process will distill it in copper pots, which reduce, reduces sulfur for some reason I don't quite understand because I'm not a, a chemist, um, but copper is good. Um, so with everything, you know, with the production process, they're bringing 100% agave to the masses, you know, all praise for that. It's going to be a lower price point. Uh, with a higher price point, you're going to pay for a more artisanally produced product that's going to have a bit more complexity in the flavor. That's cool. I, I'm learning so much. That's I'm not asking as many questions as I normally would because I'm just taking it all in. So, um, all right. So is there is there... Uh, and sorry if this question's off base, right? Is there different tequila options for different purposes? Um, well, you know, the, the, the sippers tend to be the Añejo and extra Añejos. Uh, but even like a good Reposado, like a Class A Azul Reposado, uh, that is an amazing sipper. That is absolutely my favorite tequila to sip. It's, it's very complex. Um, it's got a good kind of almost buttery quality to it. When you drink it, it, it's almost like butter. It's got a real smoothness to it and it's got a really deep flavor. And again, it's very artisanally, produ artisanally produced. Uh, so that's, that's one of my favorite. Now, if I'm just looking for a, Hey, a quick pick me up, look, you know, Hey, no shame, shoot a Blanco and just kind of go on with your, go on with your social business and 
you'll do all right. So it really depends on the the use cases. Yeah. So the use cases. So there's different ones for like sippers, and there's different ones for like shooters, and 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 that way it just uh you really kind of want to get what you, what you're using it for versus you don't want you don't want to shoot a sipper. You don't want to be on a sip, no. a shooter, right? No, so, just like a sipper, uh, you know, a shot sipper will be, you know, classic Asura Posado. That's easily a $25, $30 shot. Uh, so you would not want to put that on margarita. You would not want to shoot that. You'd want to sip it enjoy, and enjoy the complexity that, that you'll get from that. I didn't realize there's sure. so much about tequila. There's I mean, a lot. And this is, this is why I, I'm excited to do this show. I want to bring this to people to reintroduce them to tequila properly, not not with a cheap mixto, but show them there's a better world out there. And it begins with 100% agave tequila. All right. All right. So what about our price point? Like if we're going to, we're going to put this in kind of a bucket, right? The the couple that you just mentioned, which are ones that, you know, for, for sippers, how much are they running these days, roughly? Well, so for a, for a, you know, uh, and Look, I'm going to mention some brands here. I have no association with any of these brands. I'm just, We're you know, giving my, of us. We're not giving my opinion, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, some some of my favorite sippers, a nice Añejo to sip is uh, Casamigos, uh, the Casamigos Añejo. It's going to be around uh, about $60, $65 for a 750 milliliter, milliliter bottle. Okay. Um, um, I Really like that. Now the Classe Azul Reposado, which is my absolute favorite, that's easily 130, 140 bucks ooh, now. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. Now the Classe Azul Reposado, it's it's there's so much more to it because the the bottle it comes in is so distinct. Even um, it's it's a uh, it's a white uh, ceramic bottle, hand painted, uh, white with blue trimming on it. Um, each one is handcrafted and hand painted. Uh, where it's produced, um, and then it, you know, it's sold to you. So even the bottle itself is a conversation starter. So with Class Azul Reposado, it's an ex, you know, it's a whole experience. It's not just a tequila. It's an experience. Well, it's, it's made with love. It with it's, it sounds like yeah, it's made I mean, with it's, like a lot of detail and just love. Like, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so um, and, and, and sorry, I how we got. Go I'm going to stop you for a minute because, and I like the bottle. Like I don't know, like even with Scotch, I love collecting the bottles because they they look really cool. And, and there's a lot of work that goes into some of them sometimes. Ooh, what's that? So they can't yeah, see the pictures, is, right? They is, can't see the video, yeah. but that is really cool. This is the Class Azul Reposado bottle. Again, just look at the. I mean, it's just the, the bottle itself, and maybe we can put a picture of it in the in the yeah, show. Notes. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, the bottle itself is is truly a conversation piece, and it's just an experience from start to finish with that. Um, That's cool. uh, you know, some of uh, my my second favorite sipper is a, uh, it's a newer brand relatively. It's called Sincoro, and it's a reposado as well. Um, and it's got a it's. It's got a very distinct tall glass bottle that resembles kind of a curved sculpture. And this one is, you know what? It's, I'd say it's 99% as good as the Class A Azul Reposado, but it runs about $70 to $90 a bottle. Oh, okay. So it's cheaper, a lot cheaper comparatively. Big, yeah. Yeah. It's got a slightly different taste, um, but I enjoy it just as much as Class A Azul. The, the taste isn't as rich, okay. but it's just as complex, just as distinct. Uh, it's... It it was I was pleasantly surprised when I you know took a chance and sprung for you know seventy dollars for the bottle and I got it home and I was very pleasantly surprised it tasted so nice it's very buttery and smooth um, and then Don Julio Añejo 
Um, that's going to be around 60 bucks a bottle as well. Okay. Um, and it's, it's a nice zipper as well. These are all like really nice zippers. So not bad in price then. I mean, you can get more expensive kind, right? You can get 140 ish, whatever in your area. And the other ones are like 60, 70 bucks. They're not bad. Like, honestly, yeah. I mean, if I were to get a scotch, sometimes a scotch is like a hundred dollars. And I don't think you're getting a 750 milliliter bottle. I'll be honest. I don't think you are. Um, I think it's a lot, lot less for a scotch sometimes than that. Uh, I don't know the, the the sizes by heart though, so it could be a little bit around the same size. I don't know. Um, I do want to say one comment. Like like so, my wife loves wine, um, and so like I've done all the wine tourings and all these different wine things whenever we travel when we were traveling before COVID, and. Um, I had no idea there was so much involved with wine. Like, there's a lot of things with wine. It actually sounds very similar to, to tequila. There's a lot of things that go into tequila. I had no idea any of this. And, and it's more than just saying, hey, I'm going to get that tequila. Like, And it's like, oh, there's all these options. I'm, they're all the same. But they're not. They're not. Like, they're very different tequila options. And I feel like it just, I'm just getting educated today. So I think this is great. Uh, yeah, awesome. I'm happy to do this as a public service <laughs> to the network engineering community to let you know, look, tequila can be your friend. You just need to be introduced to the right tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is great, right? This is one of the things that we do as network engineers. And, you know, we've been around for a little bit. You know, we give back to the community. and We're like, hey, hey, you, you need to listen to this. It's not network design. It's not networking, you know, technical stuff. But we've been there. We've had bad tequila. Now, here's the good stuff. Spend the money and get the good stuff. That That's really a good lesson learned right there. Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned the money. Now, let's talk about um, a tequila price in the $20, $20 plus range, $20, $25 bucks that I really like. Um, it's uh, Espelon. Um, you'll, you'll notice it's a, it's a glass bottle and it's got a, uh, a really distinct label on it that uh, looks like it's inspired by the Day of the Dead. It's got a bunch of skeletons, uh, you know, kind of a, in a village, and it's kind of it's a really cool bottle. It looks like it's it looks like it's honoring the Day of the Dead, um, but it it is, I don't know, it's around twenty three, twenty four bucks for a, a reposado, uh, maybe a dollar two cheaper for the blanco, and I gotta tell you, this is one of my favorite tequilas in the twenty dollar range. It's just the reposado, especially, it's 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 a bit mellow. It makes a nice, look, it makes a nice shot. Um, I don't know if I'd sip it, but I'd, I'd use it uh, as a shot or in a margarita, and it makes a really nice margarita as well. It's not as expensive as Don Julio or Casamigos. Um, <clears throat> it's about, it's less than half the price, actually. Uh, but it's it's a quality one that um, like I have had a lot of good experiences with. I'll, I'll say that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, so that's in the 20 you know, $20, $25 range. So you don't have to, you don't have to go the mixto route to get a nice tequila for a reasonable price. So that's interesting, right? So we went from 140 on one of the sippers, right? The sip, the, the high end of the sippers. And now we're down to like 20 bucks for the shooter. And it's, it's not bad. And you can use it in a margarita too. So if, if you're into margaritas, um, which I'm not specifically personally, but my I think my wife is. She likes margaritas, so I'm like, hmm, hmm, maybe I could make her some margaritas. Yeah, and we'll we'll go over a recipe. I've I've uh, over the years I've crafted the tequila, uh, excuse me, a margarita recipe that I've found very good. And again, kind of like tequila, we'll talk about a good margarita and a completely terrible margarita that's going to be a hangover the next morning. Uh, well, the same thing goes as for tequila goes for margaritas, because what goes in a cheap margarita? Cheap tequila. 
Okay. And we'll 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 figure out how to we'll I'll help you to code how to figure out if the margarita is a cheap margarita. So so real quick before we get into margaritas though, because I think that's kind of the next area we're gonna jump into margaritas. Um on the tequilas, just the level set, the one that gives you the headache or gives you a hangover is the mixto. Everything else doesn't hasn't given you the hangover. Personally, hasn't given I, you a hangover. Personally, never had one. No, no, and it's it's been ridiculous. I mean, just you wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel really good, and <laughs> uh, you didn't, you know, yeah, you know, we've all we've all had the mornings where that opposite wasn't the case. So yeah, it's 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 good to appreciate that. And one of the reasons for that is uh, blanco tequila. Uh, it's the it's. Um, now there's some arguments about it online you'll find, but uh, it's arguably the most pure form of one of the most pure forms of alcohol out there, uh, rivaled closely by um, vodka, which can be triple distilled. Uh, uh, so uh, vodka is made to be very neutral in flavor, so you just you can distill the heck out of it and make it very pure. Um, the agave plant produces a very pure alcohol. Very pure. So if you're drinking Blanco, that is one of the most pure forms of alcohol you can drink, which is why it doesn't lend itself to, to, to the bad experience the next day or even that, that night. Um, and I've also just read about you know, some of the sugars in the agave plant are beneficial. I, you know, I don't know about all that, um, about how that affects it, but I, I know that the, the alcohol purity is, is very high with the Blancos. Again, when you get into Reposado and Añejo and extra añejo, you're starting to get more things that aren't agave, agave alcohol in the mm. mix. Um, but uh, that's why. Yeah, you're getting a different concentration of stuff, right? When you start to go, I say you have stuff, right? I'm not sure what all that stuff is. But when you're in barrels and, and you're in there longer, you're going to get other things that are mixing with that that agave alcohol. And now you're going to get that that flavors, right? You're not going to get that, that normal um, agave flavor. You're going to get that barrel flavor, or whatever else it's in, it, I don't know what other things it could be in besides the barrel, but um, you're gonna get different flavors. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so how about this margarita, right? So, so I don't know if I skipped anything. How about how do we do this margarita thing? How do we make sure it's not um, too cheap? Where we're gonna have a hangover tomorrow? How do we make sure that the margarita doesn't suck? You know, if we're trying to make it for ourselves or our our, our spouses or whatever. Yeah, so I've I've been to there's a there's a very popular restaurant. It's a regional chain uh, here in Colorado um, that's famous for their margaritas. And so I went there one day, you know, looking at their margaritas, and I was appalled at what I saw. So what I saw, and I never didn't order one myself. I saw one being delivered to a table right next to me. It was a margarita that I could see through. Hmm. Now, if you take anything away besides don't drink mixto is don't trust a margarita you can see through because if you can see through it that means it's just lime flavored sugar water with really cheap tequila in there and it's doing some uh, it's that is going to be a hangover the next morning because of the the lime sugar water that they call lime juice which basically sweet and sour mix and um, and then this cheap alcohol Whoever is making you that margarita probably hates you. Probably hates you because <laughs> they're just they're serving you a hangover, and it's it's not going to end well. It just won't. So on the other end of the margarita spectrum, let's talk about a properly prepared margarita. And it's um, this style I'm going to talk about is called 
It's called the coin style, C-O-I-N, which is, um, those are the first letters in the word Cointreau, which is one of the liqueurs you add into a well-made margarita. Um, sometimes it, the, the, the names change, you know, the names change depending on where you're at, but sometimes it's called a Cadillac, sometimes it's called a Skinny. Just make sure it's got these ingredients we're gonna talk about. <clears throat> so, um, you know, my, my personal recipe I make uh, for a margarita, it's three parts um, agave tequila, typically a silver or a nice reposado. Not a mixed dose, uh, right? not a mixed New, <laughs> oh my God, no, it is just, oh, the mixed dose. Um, not cool. Uh, one part Cointreau, so three parts tequila, one part Cointreau, which is a, which is a lighter orange liqueur, um, which gives it a, a bit of sweetness, but not too much. And then two parts of a juice mix that I make, and the, my juice mix ha, is about is 75% lime juice and 25% lemon juice, freshly squeezed. Um, <clears throat> and perhaps I, I typically add, again, I, I typically add a splash of water maybe you know one to two teaspoons per margarita. Uh, and that's because this is a very intense recipe. What I just laid out there, three, three parts tequila, one part Cointreau, two parts of you know, fresh lemon and lime juice, that's a really intense recipe. That water just kind of gives, gives those flavors some time to space to open up and get to know each other before you drink it. Be happy, happy. It's, it's great. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, and this one, it's not to be trifled with because at this ratio, it's, a, it's still about, 26% alcohol. Oh, so, wow. you know, you add a splash of water in there. You're not ruining anything or being, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just, you're getting the, you're letting the flavors get to know each other a bit in that, uh, in the shaker. <clears throat> now, now how important is the shaking process? So it's immensely important. Invest in a shaker, invest in a shaker, because when you shake it, 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 it aerates, it lets those ingredients mix together. So you put ice in a shaker, you put all those ingredients in the shaker, you shake it, it lets those ingredients aerate, it lets the, uh, the flavors mix together and kind of oxidize and start to release their, release their natural flavors and kind of start to blend with each other. Um, and why margaritas are so unique is something like the coin style, um, the lime juice, the lemon juice, the Cointreau, they highlight the agave flavor. And the well-made margarita, the first thing you'll notice is like there's a nice, pleasant agave flavor that that sticks around for a bit. That's how you know. That's when you know you're doing it right. The lemon lime juice, while they're they're you know they're sour, they're mellowed out to a bit a bit by the Cointreau, and then the rest of that citrus kind of brings out the agave flavor nicely, nicely. And you put that splash of water in there, it's really going to open things up. And wow, it's it is, it's you're really going to like it. I you know this. This recipe is uh, posted on my uh, on my personal webpage uh, in an article I call "Indefensive Tequila." Nice, nice. Um, so it's right there online, and we can put that in the show notes. Yeah, we will um, for sure. We will for sure. Real quick, um, so you shake it, right? I'm just how how long do you shake it though? Is there like a time period? Is there how do, how do you know when you're done? Yeah, you shake it until there's uh, a good uh, there's condensation on the outside of the shaker. Assuming you have a metal shaker, you shake it until you start until it's just covered with a light uh, layer of, of moisture. Right, cool. Yeah. Yep. And then and then I need to I make sure everyone understands because I don't know if I don't know if I do. I'll be honest. I don't think I do understand this. So what do the parts mean? Like uh, because there's three parts agave tequila. There's one part, um, you know, the contro, and there's two parts juice. So what does the parts mean for someone that doesn't know what that is? 
Yeah, it's just, this is just describing a ratio. So if you're using a shot glass for a measurement or some other, uh, you know, different way, you know, three shots of tequila, three shot glasses of tequila, one shot glass of Cointreau, two shot glasses of this juice mix, okay. throw them in a shaker. That'll, that'll make probably two really healthy margaritas that. Oh, it will. Okay. Yeah. So, that, so that mix yeah. will make like that whole ingredient, that whole recipe makes about two good margaritas. That's good to know. All right, yeah. Cool. If you're using, if, if, if each part is called a full shot glass of each ingredient. Yeah. That'll make, that'll make two proper coin styles and they're not going to be huge. You're not going to find them in a huge, you know, weird thing with a huge straw sticking out. It's going to be a nice, you know, three or four ounce drink. Okay. And then can you change up the juice flavor? Like if you want a different type of juice? Yeah. So, you know, I, I've experimented with a little bit of orange juice in there and I found the, uh, the sweetness in the orange juice too overpowering. Um, you know, if you nail it just right, you know, it's pretty good, but it's so easy to get orange juice wrong in this mix. Um, that it just, I, I personally just stopped doing it. Now, the reason I use lemon juice is because I find it just, it kind of, I'm not a tasteologist or whatever they're called, but <laughs> yeah. I find that the lemon juice kind of mellows out the lime juice a bit um, to give it a more kind of even, even flavor um, awesome. as well. Um, and then, you know, look, we've all, the biggest wild card in there is in fact, the, the, the lime juice and the lemon juice. Um, it's, it's a fruit. It's going to vary from batch to batch. If you have really, really sour lime juice, um, the first line of defense is to use a tequila with a naturally sweeter finish. And I'll go back to my one of my favorites, Casamigos Reposado. It's got a very sweet, naturally sweet finish, not a sugar sweet, but it's got a naturally sweet finish. And that matters. That matters with sour lime juice. It mellows it out really nicely. It's hard to go wrong with the Casamigos Reposado. It, well, it kind of so it kind of takes away that sour part of that that lime juice if it's sour. So do you do you taste the lime juice before you do all this then? Like, or do you kind of smell yeah. it or whatever to, to see if it's sour? Yeah, I'll just pour a little bit and just kind of, you know, eh, yeah, this is pretty sour. But um, yeah, that's that's typically what I do. Okay. Yeah. All right, I have to try this. I'll have to figure that out. I'll have to give that a try. Maybe I'll make my wife a margarita. Uh, we're, I'm going to be going on vacation next week. We're not going anywhere. We're just we're just staying at home. But, um, you know, it's a staycation, whatever. Maybe I'll have to surprise her with a, a margarita or two. Yeah. And so kind of looping back how you spot a good margarita, first of all, you shouldn't be able to see through it. And, you know, you can't see through fresh lemon and lime juice. It's very opaque. So if someone comes to you with a clear margarita, it's made with sugar water and, and probably bad tequila, but it's the first ingredient is probably sugar water. Don't trust it if you can see through it. You shouldn't be able to see through a good margarita. Um, and so when I'm out at bars, um, I often have a hard time finding a bartender that knows how to make a good margarita. Um, oftentimes I will just describe to them exactly what I want. Do not give me agave syrup. Do not give me, you know, any sweet and sour for goodness sake. Um, I just want those, those three ingredients, tequila, Cointreau and fresh squeezed juice. That's it. Yeah. So you got to pretty much tell the bartender that you know, I, this is what I want. <laughs> Go make it. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise they just kind of give you an American style margarita, which is a hangover, and it's a hangover that's in a glass. What we all know, though. I think I think that's what we all. I know, know. and that's what we're trying to solve. I get it. I get this it. This is man. the I get tragedy. It. 
This is the tragedy we're here to address. Yes, this is we're in we're defending tequila. So I did a, a, a in defense of EIGRP episode with Packet Pushers a couple a couple weeks ago with Ethan Banks, and uh, so it's just fun. It's I just find it funny that here we are defending tequila as well. Like like maybe we should do a series on defending things. We defend yeah. EIGRP. Let's go defend tequila, and then we'll figure out something else. It doesn't have to be technical, right? It can be anything, and we'll just defend it. And, you know, I, I kind of feel bad, sort of. Uh, you know, back to Jose Cuervo, you know, everyone knows Jose Cuervo as the cheap, terrible mixed oat tequila, Jose Cuervo gold, or sometimes it's Jose Cuervo something else, especial, which is another name for terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, Jose Cuervo, they actually have a long tequila history, and they have some very nice cla- brands of tequila. There's the one of my favorites of Jose Cuervo is the Reserva de la Familia uh, Añejo, which is uh, again, it's a real treat to to sip. So they Jose Cuervo has some good stuff, but unfortunately, everyone knows them from the terrible cheap tequila that they make, and everyone writes off tequila and writes off Jose Cuervo. Um, it's not right. It's not fair. Even though Jose Cuervo is causing a lot of the ruckus here. I want to let people know there are some good Jose Cuervo um, brands. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going to use an analogy, and we're going to tie this to networking for a second. I'm going to do it. We're going to tie it to networking so people get a real – they're like, hey, we talked about networking for five seconds. Um, no, so I think perspective matters, right, and your experience matters, and I think that's part of this. So if we even take like a, a networking device, and if you're familiar with that type of networking device, that product, that vendor solution, right – but you have a lot of problems with it. I'm not going to name a product or a vendor, of course. But you have a lot of problems with it. Well, you have a mindset, a perspective that, well, this thing sucks, right? Like this thing, this thing doesn't doesn't work. This is the same thing here, right? Like this is the same exact situation where you get this perspective that, and I had this too before Tim and I talked about it. Honestly, I'm like tequila. Like I, I t- Tim told me about this show idea, and I'm like, wait, tequila's not a automation tool. I was like, wait, what? No, so so this perspective matters, and I think that's extremely per- imperative here. And we have to keep ourselves with an, uh, an open mind, an open mind, um, and, and learn from coaches and mentors like Tim about these things. Absolutely. And, you know, I, as I, we were, I was preparing for the show, I was trying to think of, like, what tequila could mean, like, in the telecom world, and I was thinking – Testing quietly latent applications. That's what tequila is to hook people in. But it's we're just talking about tequila, tequila. But that should be a thing. What I just said. Yes, it should be a thing. thing? I don't think it's a thing, but maybe we can make it a thing, right? Yeah. And I would even go like this: anyone that wants to make an automation tool called tequila, go ahead and do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That would probably be all hat and no cattle. It's just like doing it just to do it. Yes. But I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, no, I think that's cool. We hit it. We we mitigate the sour lime juice, right? Which is important because like, who likes sour stuff, right? So, what's this next thing? What's this mezcal? Is that how you pronounce it? Mezcal, mezcal. is how it's typically pronounced. So, um, super interesting here. Um, I'm going to describe it something as completely different than tequila, and I'll let the internet go ahead and complain about me. Mezcal <laughs> is different than tequila. Um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, tequila needs to be made with the blue agave plant specifically and only. Uh, mezcal uh, can be made with 
any of the varieties of agave plant. And I, there's like 30 plus. I mean, they're bigger, they're littler, they're you know grown in different regions. So mezcal um, can be grown, can be made out of any of those other types of um, agave plant. Um, so it's going to have a different flavor profile, a very different flavor profile. Um, the other main difference with uh, mezcal versus tequila is the, the piñas, the, the agave heads, they are put, they are smoked in a pit for a few days. In a, typically, they're smoked in a ground pit for a few days um, before they're, they're distilled. And so mezcal is going to have a very distinct um, uh, smoky flavor to it because it's been smoked for a few days. Um, and so, and so it's going to be a very different flavor profile. And a lot of mezcals are made with three or four, maybe five different agave plants. And so that mezcal, you, you sip mezcal, you do not shoot mezcal, by the way, you sip mezcal and um, it'll, you'll have a long flavor tail that will go through about three or four, maybe five distinct flavors. And that is the the different agave plants expressing themselves at different times. Um, that's a big part of it, at least. So, so, and then with, go ahead. So question, right? So it's all these different agave plants. It's not the specific blue one that we mentioned at the beginning. It's all these different ones. Um, is it still 100% uh, agave alcohol, though? Typically, so uh, it's kind of like the, the, the thing that mezcal gets a bad rap for and is known for is having the worm in the bottle. Just oh, that's, that's gotcha, trash. Gotcha. So it's just... You're better than that. Don't drink a worm or You're something with the worm, worm in it. man. You're better than the right. worm. So I'm sure there's cheap mezcals out there, but any any reputable mezcal should be 100% from uh, an agave plant, from, from the alcohol at least. And then within the mezcals, there's the different classes. There's the Blanco, the uh, the Reposado, the Añejo, the Extra Añejo, or, or a really similar class. The, the mezcal classes are slightly different, but they pretty much correspond with the, the tequila ones. So you'll get different, you know, uh, degrees of aging in a barrel in those different classes as well. So it just depends what you're looking for. But if you like smoky, uh, you know, I suggest a, mez a mezcal reposado okay. um, and, uh, and just see what you think. And if you don't, great. You have something to talk about. If you do. <laughs> experience. You have an yeah. experience to talk about. <laughs> um, so question on the, that one, right? The mezcal reposado. Um, is that the same price point as the other one that we mentioned? Or is that cheaper? What's what's the ballpark on that? So yeah, I am less experienced with mezcals, to be honest. Okay. Um, right. uh, I, you know, I have a bottle, a couple of bottles of mezcal and they were, one was 50, one was 70. I think they're higher end. Um, in a bar, I've gotten a mezcal, you know, a shot, a sipping shot for uh, 15, 20 bucks, maybe. It just, it just really depends. They're, they're a bit more rare. They're not as out there. So they sometimes are priced higher. That's just trying to get an idea, right? Especially for like, yeah. I, I like that smoky flavor, right? So uh, um, that smokiness. And if that's what you would recommend from a smoky perspective, then I would want to give it a try. But um, I, I'll probably stay away from that for right now and do the... Uh, um, the rest, uh, I'm going to butcher the names. I'm trying to remember them all. I swear. Reposado. Yes. Thank you. The Reposado. Um, and I'm like, I'm totally can't pronounce it right this second for some reason. Um, too many terms, man. It's, it's like, I'm learning for the CCNA all over again. <laughs> so many acronyms and terms. I need a, I need a glossary. All right, Zig, here's your glossary. Here's, here's how you do it. Um, 
No, uh, I, for me, I think I, I want to do a Reposado for sure. I just wasn't sure if I should do a Mezcal one or if I should go do the other one you mentioned before. Mezcal can be really intense. Okay, so don't uh, do Mezcal that can be really intense. It's, it's just, it's it's very much, I found it to be a very much acquired taste. Okay, all right. So like once beer. you kind of understand it, yeah, I mean, once you kind of understand what to look for and appreciate, it's just, there's a lot to it. Just with a lot of things, you need to learn how to appreciate it. Okay. And then you tend to enjoy it a bit more. Learn to love it. You learn to love it. That's a large part. Learning is everything, right? Yeah, yeah. It is, man. Yeah. All right. Did we hit everything, though? Did we just demystify tequila? I think and hope we did. Hopefully, there are going to be some happier tequila drinkers out there now that we've hopefully done a service here and introduced them to good tequila. So we introduced them to good tequila. We introduce them to how to create a good margarita. So if, if you don't drink them yourselves, you can always create one for your spouses, right? Um, and, and honestly, we took a break, right? We took a break from all the other stuff, and we had a good time. Uh, Tim, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up today? No, I think I think that covered it. I appreciate you having me on as a guest, Zig. Yeah, always, man. Hey, where, where can everyone find you on the interwebs if they want to ask you some tequila questions or even some automation questions that we didn't get into today, right? Because you are an automation guy. Um, uh, you know, where can they reach out to you? Where can they bug you? Where can they keep that conversation going? Sure. Um, I got a personal website, locksfoils.com. That's lock foils.com. And on that website will be an article called In Defense of Tequila. Um, so you can access a lot of what we talked about there um, on that on that specific web web page. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Timothy Fiola. I'm on GitHub, Tim Fiola. I don't do the tweets. <laughs> don't do the tweets. I, never, I like it. I don't do the tweets. I never picked that up, and I still haven't. So I'm going to stick to that for now. And uh, yeah, you know, um, I can be reached through my LockSFoils.com page. I can be reached through LinkedIn. So I'm happy to talk about automation or mentorship or tequila or whatever. Cause I like to nice. talk about all of them. Hey, Hey, I love it, man. I love it. We'll have all of uh, Tim's links in the show notes. Um, so you can click on the links and not have to memorize them. Um, they're actually pretty easy to memorize, but I mean, defense of tequila, come on, you can find that like that. That's easy. Yeah. Right. So I tell you what, if you Google in defense of tequila, that article will be probably be the second, third or fourth hit. See, I, See? like it's, it's, it a, it's gold right there. It's gold, I'm sure. So, <laughs> um, and, and I would just pitch this to you, Tim. You know, like we do have our uh, ZigBits Discord server. So if you are willing and able to join that, uh, people can ping you in there if you want. Um, and, and they can just, you know, ask you questions and ping you about, you know, networking things, automation and tequila and, and whatever else. Absolutely. I, you know what? We've talked about that before. I do need to go join that discord server. So I know. let me make that a, let me make that a thing I need to do. Hey, and everyone else listening, you can join it right now too. go to zigbits.tech slash discord D I S C O R D. It is free. There is no paid option there. It's free. 100% free. Of course you can donate and support the channel and all the stuff that we do, but you don't have to, it is a free 
um, community. It's just, it's the best word is community, and, and we're all there. We got tons of designers, tons of networking professionals, uh, tons of new people too, just kind of starting out, looking for guidance and help. So if you are a mentor or a mentee or a coach or someone that's really into tequila and you want to share your information, you can join that by going to zigbits.tech/discord. Hey, Tim, man, I really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks so much. This was a great show, um, and I can't wait to do the next one with you. I'm extremely excited about our next show. Um, it'll be number four, and we're going to highlight some additional stuff that you have from an automation perspective, which is going to be really cool. Looking forward to it, Zig. Hey, everyone, real quick, I just want to ask a general question. Um, you know, Let us know how you like this show. It was totally off topic, totally not the norm, but we wanted to take a break from all the the – the zeros and ones and the, the functions and methods and the variables and all that. And we wanted to have a good time, right? We're all stressed. We're all dealing with anxiety and all these other things. So we're trying to do something a little off topic. Uh, let us know how you liked it. We would love the feedback so we can see. Maybe we'll do something else too if you liked it so much. Hey, friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets. That's going to close out today's episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where we've talked about the ins and the outs of tequila. Today's show notes will be at zigbits.tech slash 89. This is a totally off-topic show. If you like some of the off-topic content, let me know. I, you know, we're trying to get some ideas on some off-topic topics that make sense. Off-topic topics that make sense. Hey, that didn't make sense. Hopefully, it made sense to you. I don't know. Um, just let me know. I'd like to know what, what you want me to cover. You know, we can find some experts in some of these other off-topic ideas. Um, and, and maybe they're a little fun. Maybe you hate them. Let me know that, too. I want to know the truth, right? I want good, honest feedback. The, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So just send me a quick email, zig at zigbits.tech, and I would appreciate it. Thank you. I have opened up the doors to my network design course called Designing Network Architectures and Ensuring Business Success. Hey, if you are interested to hear more about my course or you're just ready to enroll right now, visit zigbits.tech slash DNA. Hey, oh, hey, and don't forget to use the discount code Best Network Designer, all one word, all caps, at checkout to save 10%. If you want to have live network design conversations right now, Get on, get get into our Discord server. Join our Discord server, our Discord community. I said that like four times. Sorry, <laughs> there are a ton of highly skilled experts, uh, network design experts, ready to help you with your network design questions. Hey, go to zigbits.tech/discord to join. And once again, it's a one hundred percent free community. If you liked today's episode, let us know. You can find more Zigbits network engineering, network design, and network architecture content, including our technical podcasts, our monthly webinars, YouTube videos, and a dedicated community on Discord. All of this content I just mentioned is free content. Find all of this and much more at zigbits.tech. You can follow us on Twitter at Zigbits, and you can also find us on LinkedIn. Hey, sign up for our free weekly newsletter, the Network Design Digest, filled with the best network design content and network engineering at zigbits.tech slash newsletter. As always, I appreciate you and thank you for listening. Hey, hey, don't forget to attack your goals, attack the day, attack your life, and make progress, my friends. Until next time, bye for now.